You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Um, and today I'm joined by some very exciting guests. And before we get into it, just a little content warning um, for the show that we're going to be talking about, Spring Awakening. But without further ado, I am joined by Lexi Tomlinson and Dr. Kim Morgan, um, who are part of the production that's coming up. How are you both? Great. Yeah, thank well, you. thank you. Yeah, Thanks for having good. us. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm so excited to have a chat with you both about the show. Um, so, yeah, so maybe to start off, for anyone who doesn't know what Spring Awakening is for the show, would one of you like to tell us what it's about? I'll jump in on that one. So in 1891, a German playwright, Frank Wedekind, wrote a play called Spring Awakening about teenage sexuality, abortion, suicide, all the thorny things that uh, we aren't supposed to talk about with teens. And he wrote this beautiful play that was, of course, immediately banned Mm -hmm. and wasn't produced for ages. And then in the early 2000s, two amazing musicians and playwrights, uh, Seder and Sheik, turned it into a musical. So in 2006, they did the musical version of this on Broadway, and it made the careers of people like Leah Michelle Mm -hmm. and Jonathan Groff. Yeah, Farah, and they are quite the household names as well. Well, thank you very much. Um, and I believe it's not your first time working together on a Danita musical, the two of you? No, it's not. <laughs> um, uh, last year, we did Chicago together. Oh, um, awesome. Yes, that was out. great, yeah. Yeah, that was an amazing show as well. So now, yeah, back to Spring Awakening. Um, how's the process been so far? How through are you? Where's the show kind of sitting at the moment? Um, well, we're just getting our final stages done. Um, the music's sounding great. Um, yeah, I think we're just kind of the final touch-up details and getting into some of the more intense intimacy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's going really great so far. We're a little more than halfway through our 12-week rehearsal schedule. So they've awesome. gotten all of their music, their major pieces of choreography. We've done most of the staging, character and scene work. So if we had to throw the show together this week, we could probably stagger through it in awesome. a bit of a mess. <laughs> uh, and then we have all this time to polish. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good spot to be in because, yeah. yeah yeah, the polishing, that's the really, really fun part, the nitty-gritty details yes, of that. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. Well, congratulations. Sounds like it's all going so well so far. We're loving it. Yes. And, Kim, I believe um, you've had quite like a relationship with the show so far. Um, I have. I often say that I've been stalking this show for nearly <laughs> half my life. It was developed out at the La Jolla Playhouse in San Diego, California back in 1999. And I didn't know about it then, but I got wind of it on the back pages of the New Yorker magazine the next year. So from Mm -hmm. 2000 onward, I've known about this show before anyone got to see it. And I just thought it was a brilliant idea to take this play and turn it into a contemporary musical. Having talked about a lot of the heavy subject matter, I should say it is rock music. It's contemporary. It bounces back back and forth between 1891 Germany and modern alt-rock is probably the best way to describe it. And it has a lot of comedy mixed in with the heavier stuff as well. So it's a really well-rounded show. And when I found out that Arlie and Bridget, two dear friends who work here at uni and have the wonderful pop-up productions company, were going to stage it, I was basically beating down their door to ask if I could (laughs) take part in it. (laughs) That is so awesome. I'm sure they were so thrilled to have you on board then as well with such a history with the show. Um, Yeah, I had no idea that the show was set so far back in the 18th century, and 
I think it's so cool because, you know, obviously there's themes that are still very applicable today, addressing, I guess, themes that are still taboo. Um, and so it's really important work and, yeah, it's such a cool show to be bringing it to Dunedin. So with such um, heavy subject material and subject material that needs to be handed very delicately, how has that been uh, as a director thus far? We have gone slowly and steadily, and I'll definitely want Lexi to weigh in on this one as well. Uh, During even the casting process, we had conversations with our potential cast about where is the boundary for your comfort, because there is, in the original production, a somewhat explicit sex scene. We've dialed back a little bit, but it's a first sexual encounter for a 14 and a 15-year-old, and you can't do the show without doing that scene. So there's not going to be anything gratuitous in our production, but it it is R13. We're keeping it to the ages of the characters themselves. And we have worked both very carefully in small groups. We've also brought in an intimacy coordinator, my dear friend Lara McGregor, who happens to be one of New Zealand's foremost directors and actors in her own right, has said she would come in and work through those really thorny scenes with us. So we're still six weeks in going slowly and putting them together in very small groups to make sure that we've agreed to every step along the way and that everyone's comfortable and there's full consent. So it's a new process in the theatre, but a really necessary one. Awesome. Far out. That sounds super cool. And yeah, I had never um, worked on or like heard of an intimacy coach before, so that was an exciting new and really important role for a production. So. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, big yeah. Queen, um Yeah, for you, Lexi, thus far working with Vindela, which I'm so glad that someone pointed out that I was saying that <laughs> all this morning. So. Yes, um... I mean, great. Uh, I don't have such a record with the show like Kim does, but um, I definitely discovered the show when I was probably about 15, so it's probably been about four years now, and I instantly fell in love with it. The music and the story, there was a lot um, teenage angst, I suppose, I could relate to, um, and so it's been a real dream come true to actually work on the show. I never thought it would happen in Dunedin. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, everyone... You know, obviously my character has to go through um, some things and with another character as well. So we have uh, quite a big intimacy scene and just all the um, all the company and Kim and have made us both feel very comfortable. Um, yeah, and Kim is lovely where I can feel like if I do feel uncomfortable, I can easily just say something and we can work, work something through. But I am so happy to show the show with everyone. <laughs> I'm beyond excited, so I hope everyone buys a ticket. Yeah. Fun Yay! story. Uh, when we were doing the introductions to Chicago last year in our company, I asked everyone what their dream musical was that they had yet to do. And out of the entire group, the two people who said Spring Awakening were myself and Lexi. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, it's for, Having no idea this was coming up. <laughs> yeah, that was my first time meeting Kim, and when she said that, I was like... <gasps> Like I, I, maybe <laughs> I was happen. Yes, I was like maybe, maybe it could happen because I thought no way, no way would Dunedin do such a show that um, is, I suppose, out there or it could be could be scary to produce mm-hmm. um, and to put onto the stage. And so I thought maybe there is hope. And luckily, Pop Up Production and Kim both are making that happen. So. It's really great. It's not an easy show, but it's a really necessary conversation to have. So we're Mm. really excited about getting younger audiences in to see it. Absolutely. Well, thank you both for your work because, as you say, it is very important and it opens a lot of important conversations um, for audiences as well. So on that note... How can audiences access tickets? Um, I know that there's a student preview night. 
two and then another student night as well um yeah if you'd like to talk about that so we have a preview which will actually be our final dress rehearsal and this one is exclusively for students on wednesday the first of november and tickets for that are thirty dollars and there is if you go to the popupproductions.nz website there is a special link there you can follow that will take you to that there should also be a link there to trybooking.com you can go there directly if you want where you can also find tickets for the show we are playing the second through 11th of november so that is eight shows after the preview regular tickets are 55 uh student tickets for the second student night which will be wednesday the 8th so starting our second week are $35 so lots of ways to get to see the show and if you can't remember all of that if you see our posters around and there should be a lot of them popping up soon there's a QR code in the corner that you can scan and go right to the ticketing site awesome far out Kim did that all off book that was really <laughs> impressive that was very impressive well there you go and I will also share all of my um, all of the ticketing info on my Instagram as well um, so you're more than welcome to go over there and check it out as well so thank you so much Kim and Lexi for joining me today um, again Again, I urge everyone to get amongst the tickets. It's going to be awesome. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Emily. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.